Hello, everybody, and we are back on Hero. Your host, Melly Mills, back for another comic class episode where we discuss all things comics. I had uh, quite a day, quite the day. I just uh, got off like an hour long <clears throat> script reading on Zoom, and I was like, you know what? I got the Zoom out. Might as well just uh, might as well record a pod. So today I wanted to talk about comic books only. Um, just things that I've read and we haven't done a comic class in a long time. So for all you uh, comic book lovers or people that are looking to get into comic books, um, I just want to let you guys know that there will be spoilers. I might be spoiling some things and I'm going to let you know in advance. Vic might be hopping on the pod. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But um, I just want to start it off with uh, this comic book, Junkyard Joe. Whoa. I don't know if you read um, Geiger. Dude, Jeff Johns writes this shit. Gary Frank uh, draws. He does the artwork behind this comic book. Pick up Geiger. Do yourself a favor. If you want a classic, really good, fresh, new superhero story that isn't riddled with cynicism uh, like, you know, um, the boys where if super... If, if uh, people had superpowers, they'd all be assholes. If you're looking for something that actually has like some moral foundation and is a good like superhero comic book, pick up Geiger. Junkyard Joe is essentially uh, a spinoff from uh, from from Geiger. Well, they talk about the character a little bit. So for all you people that know about Geiger, tune into this. Listen for you people that don't. Then look at the timestamps. But I want to talk about Junkyard Joe. You guys should just pick it up anyway, even if you're not reading Geiger. This book is so good. Artwork is fantastic. I love when books get right into the story and you're it's not like a fuck ton of exposition where you got to read pages and pages and pages. Jeff Johns, I don't know why most writers, what why most writers can't do this. It, uh, why they can't tell a story without flooding the comic book pages with dialogue there's something about i don't know how they do that like an alan moore book for example when you pick up watchmen or or um v for vendetta if you, you open up an alan moore book and you'll know exactly what i'm talking about it's it just the whole fucking page is like bubbles because they're just non-stop talking jeff johns has a way of telling a story with very minimal dialogue and he kind of gives the artist free reign to kind of tell this story like he trusts the artist, which is very cool. And I don't know. I don't know how this whole thing works. And I'd love to get like a writer or I'd love to get an artist on um, on the pod one of these days. But to have that much confidence in your artist and whoever you're working with is huge. Because, I mean, if I was writing a book, I'm thinking I really hope that this guy gets my story across and me being paranoid, I probably would be like Alan Moore and just like uh, type up a fuck ton of dialogue. But Jeff Johns, he does it so good. So it's easy to read. If you liked The Iron Giant, um, if you liked Wally, you're going to really, really love this book. Um, it, ha- it has everything from uh, camaraderie, like a team um to this level of hope to hero uh to uh heroism i don't know if it's heroism the word i'm gonna say heroism um just her- heroic acts happening in this story um funny it hits the feels hard body karate 
Like it hits the feels so good. Um, it, it's just, it, it's a short book and every single, uh, uh, event is, um, it's built up the right way. So it's not like just explosions happening, you know, like a Michael Bay film, like, Oh, these things are just happening. Oh, these people are just in love. No, they, 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 they build the story and they build each event that happens in this book very, very well. And like I said, if you're into Iron Giant, this is essentially Iron Giant and Wally meet Saving Private Ryan. And if you're not super into like army tales, war tales, I'm telling you, just pick it up. Trust me. It's fucking like if Saving Private Ryan had the Terminator in it. And it is so good. So that's Junkyard Joe. Um, Image is the publisher and number one came out. Please pick that book up. Uh, I'm going to move on. I read uh, I read um, Batman One Bad Day. So DC, they're um, they're they're thr- uh, they're pushing out a bunch of black label books called Batman One Bad Day. And each book highlights uh, a Batman supervillain that they talk about. I've talked about Batman One Bad Day, The Riddler. It is one of the greatest books I've ever read. Please pick that one up. And it just completely changes the character of the Riddler and how you view the Riddler. Because you're thinking, all right, the the bad baddies of, of Gotham City is, you know, Joker for sure, Deathstroke. Well, he's now he's like kind of like an anti-hero, but it, that's changing a little bit in Dark, Dark Crisis. I won't get into that. Um, but uh, Hush, Hush is another like huge Batman villain. Obviously, the Court of Owls. When you think of the Penguin or you think of the Riddler, you're just like, mm, okay, yeah, they were, yeah, they were pretty cool supervillains back in the fucking 1990s. You know what I mean? Like in the Batman the animated series. But who gives a shit about them now? Batman One Bad Day completely changes the Riddler character. By the end of that book, you'll be like, holy fuck, this guy's more dangerous than the Joker, for sure. Now, I read. Batman One Bad Day Penguin that just came out. Um, and uh, that was my reaction to it. Uh, you know, fuck. Because I really wanted to like it. I thought each book was going to be like this, like like the Riddler book. Two-Face, the one, Batman One Bad Day Two-Face came out, and that was fine. It was kind of... It was kind of predictable. You knew where they were where they were going with the story, and it didn't do much. It didn't it didn't warp your your thinking on on Two Face. It didn't change how you viewed that character. It was just you kind of knew what was happening at the end. In Penguin, I'll I'll give you guys some spoilers, but in Penguin, it does change the Penguin character a little bit. So it starts with the Penguin being he he's not in Gotham right now. He was kind of pushed out. Um, I guess, uh, it's not, I guess, but his right-hand man essentially, um, betrayed, betrayed him and he, he became the new crime boss of, of Gotham city. And he's doing a horrendous job, a horrendous job. Um, and by that, I mean like, well, by horrendous job, I mean, it's more, it's more reckless crime in Gotham city is a lot more reckless. So there's, uh, People die. It's not controlled crime, which is like really weird to say, right? Because you would think crime should be reckless. Um, 
but anyway, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. So Penguin, he's he's pushed out, and crime is, like, ridiculous. Batman's trying to do everything on his own. They show Batman. He's in his, like, he's in his, um, he's in his uh, bat jet. He's in his bat jet, and it's so wild that he's listening to all of the different, um, all of the different police. There he is. Um, what's good, Vic? I'm just talking about uh, Batman Penguin. Batman One Bad Day Penguin. Oh, okay. Nice. Do you mind spoilers? I, not at all. Okay. I've not. I've never been. I've never been one of those crazy heads that has to be like, "Don't you dare spoil this for me." Okay, good. So, so yeah. I, I so sorry I started. If, uh, sorry I started, if the camera's a little crazy right now. It's all good. Um, but I started this by saying that how much I loved Batman One Bad Day Riddler. Um, and okay. I said what was beautiful about that book is that it completely changed how you viewed the Riddler character. I loved, I mean, I didn't love, but I, I, I enjoyed the Two-Face one. But the problem with the Two-Face one is you're like, okay, um, I saw this coming. I saw the end coming. What's cool with the Penguin okay. one okay. is, yes, they do kind of change how you view Penguin, but it doesn't hit like how the Riddler hits. So... Ap- yeah. Apologies for everybody listening, but I'm going to tell Vic again. Fuck you guys if you guys are mad at me. Um, so, uh, spoiler. So the book starts with Peng- uh, Penguin. He's pushed out of Gotham, and his right hand man essentially betrayed him, and he's running Gotham. And Gotham is like outrageous. It's it's essentially, um, it's all over the place. There's crime happening everywhere. People are dying. People are more the uh, the the villains are a lot more reckless. And they show Batman in his in his bat jet hovering over Gotham City. And he's listening to all the uh, police, um, uh, the police radios. And there's so yeah. much going on that Batman has to be like, OK, I got to pick and choose where I'm going. Like, that's how wild it is. The book is essentially about Penguin coming back and taking control of Gotham again, taking control of crime. And he kind of puts okay. it. He kind of gives like Batman the scenario. And he's like, hey, listen, let me come back and let me overtake the guy that betrayed me. Because when uh, I was in charge of Gotham, when I was in charge of the crime, everything was a lot more balanced out. He's like, don't you? He's like, you think that you run Gotham? He's like, I help you run Gotham. So Batman lets him go. He's like, okay, fine. Like, I'll let you do what you got to do just this one night, Penguin. You can do it. The book ends with um, uh, Batman being Batman approaching Penguin again after Penguin has regained his empire. And Batman's like, okay, I told you I'd I'd let you I'd let that one go, so I'm gonna take you in now. And Penguin is like, Penguin is like, well, I'm not alone anymore. I got a team. He builds a team throughout this whole thing. So my issue with this book is okay. My issue with this book is number one, it was it didn't the, there was a, there was so much talking. It wasn't it, it didn't grab me like how the Riddler grabbed me, and the fact that Batman. Couldn't okay. figure all of this out on his own, and that he needed the penguin's help. I didn't like that. I'm like, what's why? Why do you? It just seems so out of character for Batman to be like, "Holy shit!" Like I can't do this on my own. And normally, Batman always figures something out. He's always yeah. figuring it out. And in this one, he's like, "I'm so overwhelmed. I can't do this right now." Penguin, fine. You can take crime. You can take back over. I didn't like that. Um, yeah, I thought this book was meh, pass, meh. pass, okay. hard pass. Yeah, I didn't, th- I didn't, uh, I didn't pick it up. 
I didn't pick it up. Smart. It's the, it's the only um one bad day that I have. I haven't got been. I haven't been reading pretty much at all. I'm still picking up with the you know implication that I will be able be able to catch up on <sighs> months worth of uh, of reading. Yeah. Um, months. Months. Yes. Been a months busy guy. worth of reading. Um, mm. I'm working at the store again. Uh, certainly does not help. <laughs> and I'm surrounded by even more stuff that I've been wanting to read that's coming back into stock. And uh, yeah, it makes for quite the uh, quite the situation on the wallet. Plus having that discount don't hurt. Right, right. What what are things that you wanted to read? Um, <clears throat> We just got in or well, Marvel put out um, uh, Miracle Man uh, from Neil Gaiman. Yep. Pick that up. They, they did. They did that. And the, but they also put out um, an omnibus this week that can that has the original run from Alan Moore. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was very, very close to buying that because I, I, that's I want to read that because the Neil Gaiman stuff is the continuation. So what I picked up was the I picked up the trade Marvel Miracle Man, the Golden Age. Nice. Which is the original Neil Gaiman's original run. And then once, you know, the Silver Age and whatever ages after that gets collected then i'll buy them in trade um so I, that's definitely something i've been wanting and i finally picked up um i'm yeah. still picking up human target um i was gonna talk about that today too so I won't talk all right about i haven't read that's the that that book i wouldn't mind spoilers that book that that's the one book i do mind because I, I we we put in time in that one copy and you know the the God, well, how long was like maybe five that five month like hiatus? Yeah, man, felt longer. Um, uh, that's a book that I was like, yo, if I get if it gets spoiled for me, I'd be upset because like I right. we've invested a lot of time in it, right? Um, so I you know, I picked up that I've picked up um, White Knight. I, oh my god, uh, dude, damn, there's some oh other god. like other titles you know that I'm just like browsing through, so. <clears throat> But it, it it's good to be back on the floor and just you know talking talking oh, yeah. shop and recommending recommending books and then realizing the books my recommendations are not on not on the shelves because we're still you know we're still getting effed in the A in terms of getting books back in so <laughs> and jail over your bees yeah <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about. <laughs> Wait, speaking of Alan Moore, I just talked about Alan Moore earlier in this pod. Um, yeah. uh, you put it in my head and now I, now I'm shitting on him. And But it's in my head like it, it is super dialogue like his comics, because I talked about Junkyard Joe. Have you picked that up? And read I did it? pick that up. I did pick that up in the, from the world of Geiger. I haven't I still have this. Unfortunately, it's another one I haven't read. Okay. Um, but I, I absolutely I was going to pick anything that's coming from that world and from Jeff Johns. I'm going to buy and I'm going to I'm just I have to I have to have it. Yes. And, and and this is why I brought up Alan Moore. And maybe okay. you can shed some light on this. It's a question that I asked our listeners. I'm like, what is it about some of these writers like Jeff Johns that other writers can't get right in terms of like when I open up an Alan Moore book and I see fucking dialogue, I get exhausted. Like there was another book that I picked up where I was like, fuck, I'm already exhausted and I'm going to save this for later because there's so much dialogue. Yeah. Jeff Johns, with all of his works that I've read, there's minimal dialogue, but the story is so captivating and he does so much with so little. And it's mm -hmm. almost like he's giving the artist like kind of free reign as, as like 
dude, do you get what I'm trying to do right now? Do you get this? Yeah. Like, like, what do you think that is that he's getting right in his writing? Like, is it, is he having conversations with these like artists and like, mm-hmm. he's like, this is my vision. I want to work with you. I would like, say you that, that I, I would say that that's, that plays a large, a large role in it, you know, definitely on the team. Cause like when he was working with, um, uh, when he's working with, with Gary, you know, if he's working with Gary Frank, well, back in the day when he's with even uh, Ethan Van Skyver before he became, you know, a big pariah. Um, if he's working with uh, one of the Q-Birds, pretty much anyone that he's working with um, on the artist side. You can tell he probably has at least a somewhat good relationship because he's they're able to get down on paper what he wants and, and right. what he's writing. Um, for reading, I've read I've read a lot of Jeff. John's, you know, I read like you know the Green Lantern run, uh, his JSA stuff when he came back and he was writing the the New Fifty Two Justice League, um, Doomsday Clock, Doomsday Earth, Clock. Uh, Earth One, the yes. Batman Earth One stuff. Oh um, yeah, it's another one, great one. Yeah, there's just something about um his writing that when you when you're reading it, you could tell that this is a guy who's a fan of these characters. Mm-hmm loves these characters as much as you do and is able to convey so much with just like, you know, with so little um, as opposed to, you know, someone like Alan Moore, uh, his style is just completely different. He writes for, you know, he writes like as, as like a, no- a novelist. Yes. Which, you know, at the time was very groundbreaking. That's why, that's why a lot of people hold Watchmen in such revere because you know, it may be a graphic novel, but if you read that thing, that thing is like a, a, it's a novel a, novel. It's a novel, you know, yeah. a, it's a complete breakdown of what superheroes are, even in with the dialogue. I remember reading that that book and I'm just I was sitting down at a table just reading it and just like. Every time I hit the page, I'm like, yo, why did that take me forever? <laughs> it felt like taking it felt like it was like 10, 15 minutes per page. <laughs> I remember reading it and I'm just like, yo, this is taking a lot longer than every other book I've read. I read yeah. Ronin. I, I remember I went through on a tear of, it, of just getting books that I never got to read. Yeah. Ronin, Long Halloween, Dark Victory, Dark Knight Returns. Uh, started reading Preacher, started reading Walking Dead. I would kill those. Yeah. Watchmen took me like maybe a whole year just to finish. <laughs> that kept That's so stopping. funny. That's so funny because because you've been reading comics for a long time. Long time. Long time. And when oh, yeah. I when I first picked up Watchmen, it was only because the movie came out and I was like, oh, I want to know. I want to know what's going on. I, by the way, I bought it for Alex and then I read it before I wrapped it up as a Christmas gift. But Smart. like. It was like in my beginning stages. So I was excited. And that's why when you Mm -hmm. first told me like Alan Moore is like super dialogue-y, I don't remember Mm -hmm. because I was just so excited reading Watchmen. So I was just like going through it. I was like staying up late reading. But looking back now when I open it, I'm like, wow, wow. How did I do that? What the fuck? Because I'm trying for I'm trying to finish V for Vendetta and I stopped. Like I stopped. I can't. I know, and, and even then, that one looks like it might be somewhat a bit easier to read. I remember I fl- I flipped through it many times. I saw him bought it. It's it's one of the. It's on a list of like you know all time graphic novels that you need to read. It's one I haven't gotten to yet. But I flipped through it. I'm like, yeah, I think I could get through this. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, it's like, but you know what? It is Alan Moore. <laughs> so you're gonna, you know, you're gonna want to read it. But you like, yo, I, 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 this is coming from a guy who just, you know, on the way to work. 
would just breeze through the Game of Thrones books, you know, like just right. I'm on the train, just turning pages, and that shit is wordy as fuck. Right. And right. now I, I, but when it comes down to more, it's like I don't know if I can actually stomach <laughs> this. And he's just, you know, he's these days he's just such a an old curmudgeon, oh, just such an old man, just like. What's your deal? He doesn't like want to be even credited with, yeah. you know, with Miracle Man. He, you know, he wants it to be. Uh, I remember it's a. Uh, not list. He's not listed as Alan Moore. He's listed as the original writer. And I was having, I was having a conversation with one of the guys at the store, and we were just like, "Yo, how how petty are you, man? Like, I don't get it. You don't have a beef with Marvel. You have a beef. I get it. You have a beef with DC over your, you know, your shares or your royalties that you feel like you deserve for doing like Watchmen and Beef Vendetta, and you know, you feel like you know." They took your your properties, made them into movies, and they just butchered them or whatever. Like I get it, you're an artist and you want your work to you know stand on its own, and you know he feels. Hold on, I don't know, but at the same time, like I feel like, shut the fuck up, yeah, and take the money, yeah, and stop being such an old, cranky bastard. So I I read different, and maybe I'm wrong, but I thought I thought that he wanted. He didn't want nothing to do with it as he got older. And he's like, okay, yeah, do whatever you want. Or are you saying that the beef happened after they continued his work? The beef happened during during his time at DC. Ah. Probably after Watchmen or sometime a little bit after that. That's when like his issues started happening with them. Yeah. Over perceived, like I guess, payments or uh, for like the work. And that's why he went ah. like independent. But then when, uh, like, he had his own imprint and image, but then when that got bought up, when, like, when they bought Wildstorm off the image, yeah, they took his, they, his imprint was w- with Wildstorm. So, essentially, he went back to D.C. when he was doing uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Tom yes. Strong, Top Ten. Those were books that were, like, somehow, imp- like, um, distributed through D.C. So, there was a time when he was back for, like, a while. Um, but then, like, you know, he just went fully, fully independent and just, you know, put out, you know, stories here and there. He, w- I know he went to Avatar for a bit. And I remember, oh. he, yeah, he went to Avatar Press for a bit. He had a couple of stories there. He had this one big one called Providence. And I remember flipping through it. I'm like, uh, it looks like, you know, an Alan Moore book. But the, way, the problem I always had with at the Avatar uh, books, um, Avatar Press, the art is just very, just dull, basic, and you know, very um, not up to par with everything else. I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, it's called Avatar Providence. Press? Yeah, Avatar Press. They're still around. They did. They're the companies that put out uh, Crossed, and um, actually, that's what they're mostly known for is Crossed. That's the only. I've heard of Crossed. Yeah, they put out Uber, which is pretty cool. It was about Nazi Superman, like a world with their like the Nazis created their own superman that was a pretty interesting book i see what you mean by you said it's kind of like what you said it's kind of like dull yeah it's very you know just plain yeah kind of like it's 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 really nice art but i know what you mean where it's almost lifeless it's yeah there's not much going on there yeah it's interesting so that's you know it's my own thing with alan Moore, man like that's why like i can't like People always want to come in and, and like claim or just like talk about, yeah, man, Alan Moore, he's so great. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't I'll know. tell you something. Alan Moore, don't give a fuck what you think either. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, hop off his dick and just. Uh, yeah. Good luck trying to get a signature from the guy for one of his books. He'll be like, I don't like this shit. And then just fucking take it. No. Yeah. Out. He'll probably just give you like stare at you for like an hour, yeah. then say a word and then probably cast a spell on you. Yeah. He looks like that kind of guy. He yeah. does look like. Yeah. No, he's been known to like I know he's like. Some kind of like magician. He's really into like magic. Are you serious? All. I'm dead serious about right. this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like that kind of weird fucking guy. He does look like that beard, kind of weird like guy. Old gray beard, mm-hmm. like long black trench coat, and not fucking like Merlin looking motherfucker, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like grump. Yeah. Hundred percent. He's a racist. Like like there's a hundred percent. And I based that off absolutely nothing. Yes. Um. <laughs> just so people know. But you see someone like like uh like Frank Miller looking like a cool guy. Looks like a cool guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I he's one of the guys that I've actually got to see up close when I was uh when I was there when I was at the store. Now that I'm back, I haven't spotted him as much. But when he would come in, you know, very low key, quiet demeanor, pick yeah. up some pretty interesting, you know, titles and books. You know, a lot of like old school, like comic strips type uh type stuff. You know, just a lot of out. Uh, I remember he bought a book of Alex from Alex Toth. He yeah, he was really just very you know really low key guy. Indies, yeah, some indie books. A lot so, of sometimes some mainstream, sometimes some mainstream. From from what which publisher? Both, you know, Marvel wow. or DC. He was very a real interesting. He was a very you know he's just a very sweet guy. He would come in, and you know I'm pretty sure if anyone actually recognized him, they yeah. probably wouldn't have, or if they ah. did, they wouldn't say anything. You know, it wasn't that kind of like, you know, oh, God, okay, can I get your signature? That, that never happened. That never happened. And you know what? I w- I'm kind of glad it never did. Right. I'm kind of glad. I'm really glad he wouldn't have gotten bombarded with, like, oh, my God, Frank Miller, can you sign this? Or someone grabbed, like, oh, my God, Frank Miller's here. I got to go grab something that he probably wrote so he could, so he could like, autograph it. Like, don't be that guy. Don't He's be really that. not that noticeable, huh? Yeah. I mean, like, I if if one of the guys hadn't pointed out to me, like, for, well, I mean, it's he's – I. I I know what he looks like. So when he comes in, I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. But he, he comes cool. in, he's just like, you know, just walking down the aisles, looking at books. And I'm just like, that motherfucker. <laughs> Someone's like, is that Jackie Earl Haley playing Freddy Krueger? <laughs> like, no, that's 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 <laughs> no, no, that, that's, that's that's Frank Miller. Oh, oh. All, right. all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. They're brothers. They're brothers. <laughs> um, did you read the Riddler Year One? Uh, I picked it up this week. Um, I'm uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy Nel- uh, Nelson was reading it at, on the floor while we were working. Nice. And uh, I'm like, Yo, bro, aren't you gonna do? Aren't you gonna work? Like, nah, man, I got this. <laughs> so uh, he did read it, nice. and he said, Yo, yeah, you should definitely buy it. Yeah, he enjoyed the shit out of it. He loved it. He thought yeah, it was okay. great. Okay. Um, I flipped through it. I looked at the art. I, I'm loving the art. I think it fits the loving character. It. Yeah. Um, I'm liking the fact that Paul Dano did a lot of like research and backstory on the character yes. for the movie, not just for the comic, for the movie. Yes. That impressed Matt Reeves so much. It was like that he was telling you know maybe you should do more, maybe you should mm. write something, and then that convinced him to actually like go out write this comic, probably with some help, like an actual comic writer, you know. Right. There's no shame in that, but the fact that he felt like he wanted to do this, that's pretty dope. Dude, he reminds me of like early noir comic book writers. Paul Dano, 
he's a good writer, man. I was, I'm yeah, very impressed. Yeah, yo, he's 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 one. He's on the come up of like writing, directing his own stuff. Like, yeah, he's done it already. He's done it before. He's directed before. I'm not sure if he wrote what he directed, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to start doing that. Um, more of that besides like the acting, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. It's it's very impressive, and it's it's um. So I was also reading the Flash, uh, the 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 Flash books that's supposed to be like uh a prequel to Ezra Miller's movie. Oh right, right, the fastest men alive yep. stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, not good. Uh, it, I didn't think it would be. I didn't think it would be. This story seems like it's like I'm watching the Batman film. It's like a, it's like deleted scenes, but like not even deleted scenes because it's it's important to the Riddler character, and it only makes the Batman film even better, which is amazing. Like reading this book makes that movie better that you want to you want to rewatch that film. That's how good his writing is, and that's how good the story is, the storytelling. And his admiration and love for Batman is so prevalent in this book mm. that you're like, oh, man, the movie comes together now. That's what I like to hear. That's yeah. what I want to hear. I mean, we've talked about how, how much we love that movie You know, that came out. We've talked about it many times. Yeah. And uh, I was reading that they're, they're going to probably campaign for it to get some, uh, get some Oscar nominations. And I'm just – and I'm thinking – you know what? Yes, it's happened before. He Ledger not? won one, you know, post uh, his tragic death. He got one. Joker won best pick, mm-hmm. uh, best actor. I mean, Stranger Things have happened. Mm-hmm. You want to go give Pattinson uh, an, a nod for that? I'm, I'm, all, I'm for it. I feel like he did an outstanding job with this mm-hmm. Batman, giving us something that's that's definitely different and hasn't been done before. And at least give you know for cinematography and you know effects mute the the music yeah. absolutely the music has got to get score. a nomination the score is phenomenal so good that 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 opening score is <laughs> hell i get oh a, i God. would give an oscar nomination i would nominate for best song the nirvana song something yes. in the way even yeah. though that song is definitely 30 years old i'd be like yeah. no nominate that shit no one gave a fuck about that song when it came out until the batman facts facts Dude, let me let me blow your mind for a second. Guess the audience score for the Batman on Rotten Tomatoes. Guess the audience score. Audience score? Yeah. And then guess the critic score. All right, I'm going to do critics first. I'm going to say critics is at least minimum high 90s. Mm-hmm. Audience, I'm going to actually put it at low the lower end of the 80s. Which upsets me. Well, number one, the critic score was like 86, 85, 86. And the audience score was like, uh, yeah, like 84, 85. Why, why I'm bringing this up is because I saw that Dwayne Johnson posted that his movie is the second DC film that had the highest audience score. And I was like, yeah. bullshit. And then I looked up <laughs> the Batman and I was like, bro, people didn't like that film. I, 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 I'm. I'm like I don't understand. Like I can't explain. Like you it's can't very, convince it, actually, me that that's a that that that's like a legitimate score. You can't convince me. Unfortunately, um, it's I'm not surprised because everyone is still on Zack Snyder's dick. Is that what? That's what well, they want. That's what they want. What they that's what it is. They for whatever reason can't accept, won't accept. 
the fact that we're moving on. The Zack Snyder stuff was an experiment. It didn't work. We're moving forward now. Amicably. Let's try this. But they can't accept that. Yo, they got tight because Superman has a curl now. Wait, you're kidding. I don't know. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not kidding. I'm what? not kidding, bro. This was literally all over social media. This is literally all over sh- social media the day after um, Black Adam comes out. Because he's, you know, post-credits. You saw it. He yeah. comes out. Henry Cavill's back. Yeah. Mad upset because, one, where's the black suit Superman from the Shut Justice League? Dick, dude. Why is he wearing the blue suit again? And the hair curl, which, on, I don't know, has been a part of the character since... I don't know. Action Comics number one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's just me. I mean, I don't know. Fuck me, right? You know, I don't know. That, well, that, that, that's insane, though. I'm, I'm telling you, the, it's, it's, the, it's the hardcore Snyder fans that are, just can't be happy. You got Superman back. You got Henry Cabell back. You got, you got him. But now you're upset because he looks more like Superman now than he did when he was, really, when he was actually fuck, Superman. dude? I don't understand. It's like you cannot please these people. And it's infuriating that these kind of fans are out there that want to like be a loud voice on social media to say that, oh, no, no, this this isn't Superman. Like Superman, they they, they ruined Superman. Like how the fuck do you ruin Superman when he looks exactly the way he should? And he's getting a second chance now. We said it many times on the podcast. Henry Cavell was shortchanged. He deserves another shot at being Superman. Now he's going to get that. And I'm so glad that he is. Yeah. Because yeah. he was actually a great Superman. I think he actually could have done so much more if he was allowed with better writing and better directing. He could have been such a great Superman. Christopher Lee Reeve level. The Superman that we know. Yeah. That's I just, you, yeah. It's like, I don't. That's like why. Hope and inspiration. Just, and like when he comes in, you're like, oh, a bright light. You know, it, it was the perfect counterbalance to the Batman. A perfect counterbalance. Where Batman is dark and he's badass, and you're like, yeah, cool. But like when Superman enters, it's like, oh, everything's gonna be better. Like, you don't get that in the Snyder films. And by the way, yeah. like, you know, I'm a big fan of the Snyder films. No, but of I course, can also yeah. admit two things can be right at the same time. Yes, I yes. enjoyed it, but bro, I don't understand like the Batman. That's it. Look at that as like a DC black label, or look at it as its own separate thing. Two things can be can be right mm-hmm. at the same time. Yes, the Snyder films happened. They happened. It's done. Like, the Justice League, that was the trilogy. It's over. Now yes. you get the Superman that you wanted, and you're upset? I don't understand that. And now you get the Batman film that we've all wanted, Thank and you're you. upset? Are you Thank insane? You. Thank you. It's, it's like that's you, it, sad. That's why you just... There is no pleasing these days there's just no pleasing unless you give them exactly what was given before there's no pleasing and it sucks because the batman was a great movie it's exactly the kind of batman movie i wanted for a long time you know they could have done a little bit more to make it the one that's in my head but for what was on the screen nearly knocked it out of the park yeah now we have superman he's Henry Cavill's back we're looking forward to you know, the, we're probably going to get a sequel to a proper sequel to Man of Steel. Yes. You know, with possibly, you know, we could get any kind of villains. There's so many villains we could use that so are not Lex Luthor. Yeah. Mongrel. We just did have the whole war, war world thing in action comics. Bring in Mongrel. Yes. 
You know what I mean? Like this, the possibilities are endless, endless, and it's just really infuriating that the, these Snyder fans, you know, they just can never, you can never please them. Yeah, I can see them doing a movie with like Metallo. Yeah, as maybe like a side Metallo. What's yo? Metallo's a great character. So good, and 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 you can like create a film and give him more because it, it for for everyone who doesn't remember Metallo, Metallo was in Superman the animated series. He was the guy with the kryptonite in his chest. So you have that you have that vision of him of just the guy with with kryptonite in his chest. But if you're looking at creating a brand new fresh movie. You can do a fresh take on Metallo because there isn't that much on him that people know about. So you can do a completely like fresh take on him and uh, make a phenomenal movie with with a good Superman villain. That's not that, Lex Luthor. Exactly. And now that, you know, James Gunn is like co-head of like the new DC DC films. He's already shown that he, what he could do with the most obscure characters that nobody nobody would have thought of in the Suicide Squad. Imagine now that he has access to everyone. Yes. He has access now to everyone. What he can produce or what he wants to direct himself or who he can like get attached who wants to like work with him. Mm-hmm. He said before, you know, Marvel was a little restricting. That's why he did the Suicide Squad because it was more freedom, which is pretty evident if you've seen the Suicide Squad. My man kills half the cast in the first yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The the trailers were an unbelievably misleading. Yeah. Which is so good. And and, and it was left great. with like char- the brand new characters and maybe two holdovers. Just brilliant. Brilliant. How did that not get a better audience score than Black Adam? I'm still on that. I'm still on that. I, and and by the way, like congrats to Dwayne Johnson. Like that that's fantastic. And I yeah. was gonna like I was gonna watch it either way. Like that's that's really great. But if I'm just that's ridiculous. It, it it's crazy that that has the high the the second highest audience score for a decent something like the Suicide Squad, Batman Begins, fucking The Dark Knight. I'm I'm just I'm, I'm shocked. It's. Uh, I, you know, I wish I had the answers. I wish I, I, I could explain it better as to why, you know, it's people, you know, people like what they like, you know? Yeah. It's a, I could, I could have told, I could tell from the trailers that it was a, a big, dumb popcorn spectacle movie, but there's, yeah, you know, very there's dumb. Nothing with, there's nothing wrong with that. I enjoyed <laughs> those. I love sitting in the theater yeah. and watching those kinds of movies. <laughs> You know, that's cool, but um, the simple I, I have a weird relationship with those. I have a weird relationship, like, I really enjoyed Thor Love and Thunder because I just had fun, but then Black Adam, I was like, Woof, I was exhausted. Like, I, I'm very like hit or miss with those. It's very, I just can't get past The Rock because it's The Rock, it's The Rock, and he doesn't really change, yes. You know, you could put a wig on him. You could put some like, you know, some prosthetic makeup. Mm-hmm. It's still the Rock, and it's really hard to break that mold. So I don't see Black Adam. I just see yes. the Rock. Yes. And I made this point before. I was like, you look at Toby, and you're like, oh, that's Spider Man. You look at Robert Downey. Oh, that's Iron Man. You look at the Rock. You're like, yeah, that's the Rock. Like, there's no. 
like from the trailer from ant-man and the wasp quantumania i got excited for kang and i was like holy fuck man kang looks sick i want to learn more about kang but when i see the black adam i'm like yeah that's yeah it's the rock he just has electricity that uh quantumania trailer was very impressive it was impressive i got really hyped for yeah an Ant-Man movie. for an ant-man film for an ant-man movie i got really hyped well you're into kang like you've been reading the timeless ones the the the, the timeless comic book so you're I, I i you have a, a a connection a closer connection with kang than i do for sure definitely uh read him in uh infinity and you know in the fantastic four books so I'm I'm really excited for Kang. I'm really yeah. excited for Kang. Like this, he is. I think this is the best, the perfect kind of like big bad follow up uh, to Thanos. Yeah, you know, I I this guy's gonna kick ass. This what guy's you, gonna wreck everything, and I'm looking forward to it. What do you think of the costume? Uh, I love the costume. Same. The costume's on. The costume is on point. The costume is so on point. I'm like, yes. Yeah. You didn't have to really change it. I mean, it's such a simple outfit. Yeah. You don't have to do much. Just, you know, stay true. Stay truthful to it. You know. Um, did you see the leak trailer, though? I did not. No, I've only I, I remember <sighs> we talked about it. I did try to find it, um, but I just saw uh, no, the official one that they released. I'm going to send you the leaked one. It's a million times better. It's it, it gets it gives me goosebumps. Oh my gosh. Um are you are you reading um I don't know if like you're reading uh you're caught up with uh uh Beyond White Knight? Batman Beyond the White Knight? No, not not, not none of that. Uh so I'll just say this for Batman the White Knight. Um and I'm talking about Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about book six of Batman Beyond the White Knight. So fucking good. It is so good. It is so good how they've warped, how they've combined the Batman Beyond universe into the regular Batman universe so we can see Jason Todd and Dick Grayson and Terry McGinnis and Powers and Bruce Wayne all operating in Gotham City. And Barbara is still active, like everyone is still active, and the story is so it's so its own. And it's not it's not way too out there like uh like the Earth One books, where it's super realistic, and that's great. Like this still has that animated Batman feel where um uh it, it's not too grounded, but they give you a different take. Of Bruce Wayne and his relationship with everyone in the cast and not only that but just the fact that you can create a story that involves Terry McGinnis in this world I think is great and it's not just a time traveler thing it's no Terry McGinnis he exists in this world I know I'm being super vague guys I know I'm being super vague but I really want you guys to pick up Batman Beyond the White Knight and just catch up with that whole universe um Flashpoint Beyond Six. Did you read that? No, I kind of, I kind of gave up on Flashpoint Beyond. Not because it wasn't good. Not because yeah. it wasn't good. Um, because I, I actually, I 
wasn't sure which issues I had. So and then <laughs> everything's kind of like a mess. Yeah. So to go through it and actually see if I actually had the issue would have been more of a hassle. So yeah, I, uh, I unfortunately dropped it. I was aware of the changes at, that happened at the end. And I'm like, yo, shit got real. Or shit yeah. Got real. Shit's getting really real. Well, what change are you aware of? Uh, the that the Flashpoint universe is essentially a part now of yes the DC universe. Yes, which is that's pretty big. Yeah, pretty big. it exists now. It exists. Yeah. Yes. And uh, they they continued this story with Bruce with um I'm sorry Bruce Wayne's parents, and uh, for everyone that doesn't know in the Flashpoint universe, Bruce Wayne's dad is Batman and Bruce Wayne's mom is Joker. By the end of this book, it is very touching. It is very emotional, and they get back together, and it is very cool. It's it's a very cool visual of seeing the Batman with Joker and. And their connection. It's very well done. And Bruce Wayne's motive into him going kind of he Bruce Wayne is crazy, but his motive in saving his father and like con uh being contentious with the timekeepers is really good. It's really interesting stuff. I'm not gonna like dive too much into that because I wanted to talk to you about Nightwing. Okay. Um do you mind if I tell you what's going on a little bit? Not at all, not at all, man. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. So this guy, um, oh man, he he looks like Tombstone. I don't know if you remember his name. He's uh he's he's like Dick Grayson's villain. He looks like Tombstone. Was it like Blockbuster or something like Blockbuster. that? Blockbuster. Okay. He's dead. A new villain took his heart out. The new villain is called Heartless. He ripped his heart out. So Dick Dick Grayson is cleaning up Bloodhaven, but by the end of that that last issue, like he's cleaning it up, and they found all of Maroney's um, because uh, uh, Blockbuster saved all of it. He saved like every single receipt, every single conversation that he's ever had with all these crime bosses. So Maroney's in trouble. He's in big trouble. So all the crime lords they want to kill Maroney. So Nightwing and Batgirl, they have to, they have to, um, they have to hide him so he doesn't die. They have to save him. So they put him in like this hiding place. By the way, artwork story, it fucking moves, and that's why this book is so good. And the relationship between Dick Grayson and and Barbara is just chef's kiss. It's so good to see that. I love seeing Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon. I love seeing that relationship as much as I love seeing uh, Dick Grayson and uh, and Bruce Wayne, which I don't get to see enough of, but. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. By the end of the book, someone approaches their hideout, and it's Rick Grayson. Shaved head, Dick Grayson with that with that marking on the back of his and the back of his head. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> back it up. Back it up. Yeah. I want to talk to you and Alex about this. I was like, just like so confused and mind blown. And I was like, wait, is there two? Cliffhanger. That, that has, I think that's the, I think that's a hell of an implication. You know, that there's two of them. I mean, there is a lot of multiverse, um, like uh, a lot a crisis coming on, like with, right. mul with multiple universes. Very cool. 
You know, speaking of the Dark Crisis, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this whole thing, when you know everything resets and you know, a lot of new number ones are coming out, I wouldn't be surprised if he is not finally upgraded to Justice League status. Yeah, yeah. I think he has more than earned that right. Yeah. They gave it to Cyborg for Christ's sake. They did. For him. They did. You know, it makes sense why he would still be a Titan and why, you know, he doesn't want that kind of responsibility. He's his own man. I get it. But I would not be surprised if he is a, like, a newest member or leader of the Justice League. Right, right. Um, I, I, have you been reading uh, Dark Crisis? Yes, no? The Dark Crisis story? I am one or two issues behind. One or two issues behind? The last thing I read was um, the, uh, the fight back against Deathstroke. Gotcha. When uh, you thought that they killed Beast Boy. Right. So the reason I'm bringing that up is um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give too much away, but I am with you with Nightwing and the Justice League. It's something that I want so bad, but in this book, Nightwing is all Titan. He's all Titans, and I kind of I get it, but also I'm like I just there's this like thing that that the Titans um, name carries, and it carries sidekicks to me. It just carries the word sidekicks. And I think Nightwing is way beyond that. I think he's Justice League level, but in this book, it's it, in Dark Crisis. It's essentially Justice League is not going to save the day. It's the Titans, and I don't. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't. I don't love it because I'm with you. I think that Dick Grayson should be in the Justice League. I think he should be in the Justice League. He has been in the Justice League before when he was Batman. He took you know he wasn't there as Nightwing. He was there as Batman, and there was a time when it was him, Donna Troy. And a few other Titans who were, you know, taking the place of some heroes. And they were, you know, that was the idea is to make them the Justice League. Yes. That, you know, that idea, you know, just got shot down because, God forbid, you know, you don't have Bruce, Clark, and Diana. Right. In the Justice League. Um, right. But <laughs> I think the time is right for him to be elevated to that level. Yeah. Whether or not Bruce wants to be a part of it or wants to be like a part-time member or be up in the Watchtower doing stuff. Yes. I think... The time has come for Dick to actually take a more prominent role, like to graduate from the Titans. There's, time, there's plenty of other young superheroes out there. I know he wants to be like a mentor to the youngins and to, you know, be his own person in Bloodhaven. But, I mean, he's, I, he's leading the charge. Everyone's looking to him. Yes. Crisis series. Like, he's the one that everyone's looking up to. Like, oh, hey, Dick, what are we going to do? What? Yes. He's been there before. He's, come, he's, been, he's died. He's come back. He's been there with Batman's side. Crisis after crisis. You know, he's been there. He's fought the battles. Um, I would love if a, a new Justice League, if a, when the, you know, the new Justice League series starts, if he's around right there, front and center. And and a lineup doesn't have to necessarily have Bruce, Diana, and Clark. You know, like, let's have Nightwing, Hawkgirl, Martian Manhunter, Shazam, uh, Donna Troy. Let's elevate her. And uh, fuck it, you know, Wally. Let's go have Wally Flash. Yeah. You know, mix mix a couple of veterans with, you know, with a couple of former... Titans. I think that would be a. I'd, I'd read the shit out of that book. 
Yeah, that that's true. Like, why not do that? Like mix because right now we're I guess we're in a stage where it's like, oh, no, this is the new team and this is the old team. Like the new team has Tim Fox, you know, the new Wonder Woman. I keep forgetting her fucking name. Um, oh, yeah, you know, that, uh, yeah, I, I keep forgetting. Her I name. don't I forget it. I forget it, too. <laughs> but now I'm sorry. Like, let me let me backtrack. Now there's three because it's that team. And then it's Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Clark and 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 Diana. It's the Tim Fox team and whatever. And then you also have Nightwing, Wally West. Like, there's three kind of, like, mm-hmm. hovering main, I guess, like, the main squad. Um, I just hate the fucking Titans. And, I, and I mean, I hate, I just hate that. I mean, let's be real. You're not thinking, let's contact the Titans when, like, a big uh, world catastrophe comes comes along. It's always the Justice League. So I wish Nightwing would break away from that, and and yeah, that 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 team comes into fruition the one you were talking about. I think it'd be I think it'd be great. You know, you get fans from both sides, um, coming together to you know to read this new Justice League book. People that are fans of the Titans and people that love, you know, certain Justice League members that you know haven't been part of the team for a while. If you want the Green Lantern, you know, you have to have Hal get somebody. Bring let's bring Kyle back into the lineup. You know, or or Kyle or John into the lineup of Justice League. I would love to see that. That would be a pretty good lineup. Nightwing, uh, Hawkgirl, Martian Manhunter, Kyle, Kyle Wally yeah. West, Donna Troy, and maybe, like, I don't know, like maybe two more. Shazam and someone else. Uh, hmm. uh, Thinking about Kyle, though, uh, uh, now that you mention him, we might see more prominent role from him. Given that, like, what's happening in Dark Crisis, that he's kind of back. Yeah. Kyle Rayner's back. I, I'm loving that. That's why I, I, this Joshua Williamson, I mean, he kicked ass on The Flash for a long time. And now, you know, he's spreading his wings out, writing, a, like, some pretty – he had a good run on Batman. Uh, I was a big fan of his Robin book, the the, uh, With the Damian tournament? Wayne Robin. Damian Wayne Robin, not, uh, not yeah. Tim Drake, uh, solo series. And – you know, writing Deathstroke, and then he's done, he's doing such so much, and now he's just really killing it with his uh, event book. I'm really excited to see um, what's what he's gonna do next. Which mm. which book is he gonna lead now? Because we all know Jeff Johns is doing. Uh, he's bringing back the JSA, which I'm very 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 excited about. I mean, it's the third time he's written a JSA book. Oh shit! This guy loves these characters. Oh shit! Yeah, he did it in the '90s. 90s, the like late 90s, 2000s, relaunched it when they relaunched uh, after uh, uh, Infinite Crisis, and now this will be the third time uh, a new JSA team book is being done, and <laughs> he's right there writing it. Hell yeah! Um, so I'm and really J- excited. And, and for JSA what is Joshua that Williams Alan is. Scott, Doctor Fate? Is that yeah? The Alan Scott, Doctor Fate, Wildcat, uh, Jay Garrick, Flash, um. Very a lot cool. of uh, old, like the old heroes. A lot of a big theme of the of that book was basically you know legacy and handing down uh, mantles from like to your kids essentially. You know, ah, gotcha. every like every they all had like children who eventually would take up their 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 mantles. I love that book. What do you think about? I'm Wildcat? so excited for the JSA. What was that? What do you think about Wildcat? I th- I look at him as Wildcat Hank McCoy. What do you oh, think Wildcat's about? Dope, man. He's dope. <laughs> dope? He's such a brawler. He's such a brawler. And he's I such guess a I don't bruiser. see much of that. 
you know that they don't show much of that, but that's what he is, man. He I, he is a brawler. He's a bruiser. He's you know he likes he loves to fuck people up. He's okay, tough. he's a tough sob. He's a tough sob. So when so in uh, the books, like when he's throwing down, like with with villains, it's always with his fists. Like does, does he yeah. have any? Okay, yeah, he's with his fists. Oh yeah, that's why he wears the the bandages around his hands. Oh okay. Yeah, I don't know much about the guy. I, just always, I thought that was Hank McCoy. Yeah. I, I got him wrong. You got to read some JSA, dude. Uh, if it's Jeff Johns, it. I'll read it. If it's Jeff, Jeff Johns. Johns, man. It's Jeff Johns, yeah. Who's doing interior? Have, do you know? Um, uh, yes, I do. Mikhail Janin. <sighs> I was hoping you were going to say Gary Frank. I know, I know. But you know what? I got to know. Mikhail Janin is a good person. Is like a, uh, yeah. If you're gonna get like a solid artist for this, oof. I'm, I'm looking her up. Mikhail Janin. Uh, M I K E L J A N I N. M I K. Yeah. M-I-K. Once you see his art, once you see the art, you'll recognize it. He did a uh, Superman: The Authority. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, she's fantastic. Oh, it's she. Is it she or he? Or, or he. I'm going to be real. I don't know. I just like the artwork too, but I don't know um, the gender of this person. I honestly don't know. Yeah, it's really good shit. Nice. Um, the last book I want to talk about uh, is um, The Amazing Spider-Man, number 12. How is that series? How are you liking that series so far? Captivating. Really? captivating it's it's one of the books that i look forward to and i told you this i look forward to that i look forward to nightwing a lot mm-hmm. um i think the most complete book that i've read all year has to be a righteous thirst for vengeance the most complete book is just you know 10 out of 10 but mm-hmm. um yeah this new spider-man run is uh is interesting just because okay. peter's working for norman osborn norman okay. osborn designed his suit Something's going on. I think Norman is pulling some strings. Um, I, he he he's, he keeps insisting that he's not going back to the Green Goblin, and he's aware of it. And it looks like he's healed from his poison. But we have. I mean, there's always that little that little inkling, like maybe there's a little bit of evil, and there certainly is. There's it's Norman fucking Osborn. Yeah. But then on the other side. Peter's a lot more brash. He's kind of an asshole. Something happened. You read the first issue, right? I did. I did. I, I want to learn what the fuck happened, why Peter is such an asshole now, and why he's being like kind of broody lately. Mm-hmm. And it involves Ben Riley. And I think Ooh. the last thing that I read was that we're going to get revelations to that in the Spider-Man series, not Amazing Spider-Man, but the Spider-Man series and what's... Oh, the, the new the new number one that just dropped. Yes, yes. Okay. So we're going to get revelations at, uh, f- uh, of what happened in the past from that. But right now, it, it's very interesting because it's a different Peter. It's a different... Uh, we're probably going to see some crazy twist, but he's not the same guy. Anyway, in number 12, we see the Hobgoblin. It's oh yeah, great. I heard. Yeah, yeah, he's on the yeah, he was on the cover this week. Yeah, it's great, dude. I'll say this without giving too much away. It's Hobgoblin on the glider, and he sees Peter on the glider, and he's just like, "What?" Like his reaction is so good. It's like, wait, 
you're on a glider. Like it's it's fantastic. It's a good it's it's a great read and it's it's very interesting. Okay, all right, yeah, dude, that book is selling out. We have like no back issues at all for any Holy Spider-Man. Shit. Yeah, we're not getting any. Well, that also goes to the fact that uh, we're not getting a lot as like we used to. You know, we, I remember back in the day we would get pre counts up the ass. Well, that has to do with like I guess you know uh, the pandemic shutting down supply lines, you know, things like that. So you know the ordering is a little, little wonky. But that book is selling out. Like, there's what no back issues at all for Amazing Spider-Man. People come in late. You have like, the, you know, like, like, we're on 12 now, so people are like looking for like maybe eight or nine from like four months ago. I'm like, I mean, you can try and look upstairs, maybe. Yeah. Well, all we have is what's on the wall. It's crazy. That book is selling out. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. Spider-Man. Spider-Man is always gonna sell. That's one. That's the. It's a top tier, guaranteed yeah. money maker. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is really know, I mean, it's, oh, it's always going to sell. It's always going to sell. Um, I'm just biding my time until, you know, they relaunch every single X-Men book. So I don't have to read any of the ones that are on the shelf right now. Is that happening? Please tell me that's happening. Well, you know, they, you know, they gave like that. They showed like a, like a teaser, a Comic-Con of like events that are happening for next year. Yeah. One of them said fall of X. So there's a lot of speculation that, you know, the Krakoa era is coming to an end. So bad, man. Um, so bad. And I, for one, I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. Because I don't know if I can read this. Any, I don't know if I want to read it. I want <laughs> just go back to Westchester. Go back to yeah, the mansion, please. Please go. Go back to the mansion. Go back to having adventures in in, in space with the Shi'ar Empire or with the Brotherhood of Mutants or the Marauders or the Morlocks. I don't want any more of this Kokoa nonsense. I don't know. Anything involving I think it started the off. I think it started off. I think it started off great and just pl- plateaued. Yeah. Like nose dived. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even single Wolverine books, which was normally like yeah. really good, terrible. It's so bad, man. Yikes! Yikes! Judgment Day sucks. It's a fucking mess. Listen, the whole re- like uh, uh, regeneration or uh, coming back to life or being reborn, right. those eggs, like now no one can die because you can always be reborn. That was such a bad move, dude. That was such a bad move because now if someone dies, it means absolutely nothing because they're back on the second page. Because everyone yeah, can be reborn. Cap. They put Cap in one of those. Did they put Cap in one of those? Yep. Like, yeah. Whenever anyone dies, it means absolutely nothing. Like there are zero stakes here. It's dumb. It's not good. Ugh. That's why I'm not reading any of those of the major. That's why, honestly, that's why I'm not reading a lot of Marvel at all. Because I don't, I don't. The story isn't enough to grab me to want to me to actually pull it off the shelf and read it. Yeah. yeah. As, as, as you know, as crazy as that sounds, I, I'd rather go for I I enjoy Devil's Devil's Reign more than anything that was on Same. the shelf and and Dark Ages. You know, I enjoyed those. I enjoyed those minis. I want more stuff like that. But the stuff that's going on now in the main books, Avengers, the Cap books, like none of that is like I find engaging or or 
me want to be like, oh, I got to read this. I think it also has to do with the quality, I guess, of the talent that they have. I mean. Could that be it? I, I, I guess it could be it. Before, they had they used to have a powerhouse. They had a murderous row of people there, at, you know, back in like from like 2006 to at least 2012. You know, you had Jonathan Hickman, Matt Fraction, Brian Michael Bendis, Kieran Gillen, obviously, was you know, on and off there. Um, just these great writers, yeah, just knocking out of the park with these stories for and did these amazing, really arcs. And then, you know, Avengers versus X Men happened, and everything post that has been, you know, dog shit, dog shit, man. High, low, high, low, high, low. I and yeah, it, it definitely it could all be that. Honestly, it could really be traced back to Avengers versus X Men. Once they put you know those two teams together i think everything was just anything that they've done post that has been some of it okay a lot of it not that great it seems and like a lot of things a are rushed a lot of things are rushed the, the their new model like the whole marvel now thing oh we're getting it to you now we're gonna give you these books now all right is anything is any of it good no <laughs> superior spider-man was great um you told me about Cap- that. I gotta, I gotta read it. You told, Spider-Man I was, was, the, was, was scared of that. Nah, that if there was a shining, if there was anything a shining moment of the Marvel Now era, it was absolutely Superior Spider-Man. Damn. Um, I remember that I, it was crazy that that book was coming out on like every other week. It came out; those, those issues were coming out fast. Um, so that no, that book was that was a, a, definitely a bright spot. But but the all new X Men stuff with you know the original team. Yeah, man. Being brought to the present, big mistake. Did not like that at all. Making Cyclops essentially the new Magneto. Sounds good on paper. Sounds good on paper. Execution, I thought, was very lacking. Uh, And that's a whole other era that, you know, they have to, like, drag out. Um, Bro, they they brought back Jean Grey. And I don't think a lot of people know. It was just, she's back. Like it didn't hit exactly. Exactly. Once I heard that she's back, I'm like, okay, when's she gonna die? Yeah, because it always happens. Yeah, it always happens, and I think it's you know you become desensitized Super. to any of these changes because like right, so all right, they change it now. All right, I'll just wait till the new number one drops because you know it's gonna happen. Yeah, there is no there is no more longevity to these books because you know it'll be relaunched with a new a number one with a new. Uh, creative team and a new direction that model works for other books I don't think it could work for something like the X-Men or Spider-Man I think they were fine when they were going you know just going with their long their, their, you know, their numbers you know going up to 600 500 you know those numbers I think it was fine just kept it going that way um, doing the model of like relaunching it with a new creative team once that team's story is done that stuff works for like dark horse that's that's how hellboy works you know once mm. the storyline's done boom you get a new storyline with a new number one and that's your next that's your sequel story the way marvel does it all right x-men number one cool two years later final issue number 47 because they put it out like every single fucking week and next month you got a new x-men number one Wait, but I thought you just said this was X-Men number yep. one. No, but this is the new X-Men number one. 
then why don't you call the new X-Men number one? Nah, man, because it's X-Men. We're just going to call it number one. That's fucked up. Bullshit. It's bullshit. It's fucked up, man. <laughs> it is. Dude, it is. Yeah. It's... And it's something that they keep, they, they, they keep doing. Yeah. It's something that they keep doing. Because, like, I mean, they did... There was there already was an X-Men number... There already was an X-Men series from Jonathan Hickman. His run ended. And they just relaunched it again. And just called it X-Men. Huh. With a new number one. That's the, that, like, that's the, the series that's going on right now. I don't know, man. There's so many goddamn X-Men books. It's so fucking annoying. Exactly. And I, I, there's X-Men, Immortal X-Men... Immortal, yeah. Marauders, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, X Force, Knights of X, X Men Red, X Men oh, Gold, yeah, right, X Men Blue, bro, it's insane. I'm like, how can you expect us to read all this shit? Like, I don't, I don't know. Let's Not go back to the two core titles. Let's just go back to Uncanny X Men, X Men, everything else. Yes. Will come as a, you know, will come. Naturally, obviously, you give Wolverine his own book because he sells um, cable miniseries only because no one cable never lasts. Cable never lasts that long. Mm-hmm. You know, every, any other X Men just give him a miniseries. K- Gambit's not gonna go for a, a, a long ass solo series. Then he never his books always get canceled. You yeah. call it a miniseries, that's better. Yes, you got to work over that's there, what man. You want to do? I tell you, you, you can't. <laughs> Everybody wants these characters to have their own solo series. They never last because no, no one buys them. Yeah. I, I think I'm I'm amazed that they gave Gambit another solo series. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I was asking cuz T's picking it up. I was asking T I'm like why? He really likes Gambit. I, and I you know that's cool. If you love the character, by all means support the book cuz that's what you should be doing. If you love the character, you, you buy it, support it so that it keeps going cuz if you don't buy it and it, the sales are not there. They just cancel it, and that's it. And then you wonder why is this book canceled? Because no one was buying it. No one was buying it. If they do, if they're gonna do another miniseries, do Cable and Deadpool, because that, that that's good stuff. Cable and Deadpool is good stuff. Yo, exactly. Yeah. Bring that back. Don't make that. If you want to bring back Cable and Deadpool, bring it back as the, like a twelve issue like maxi series. Don't make it an ongoing. Yeah. Do not it's make it an ongoing because then the expectation is that you know this book's going to go on for a while because you have to have the right team on it to keep it going that long. Mm-hmm. Or if you are going to you know announce it as an ongoing, I personally would be like, yeah, it's an ongoing. We have a plan for forty issues. We know the story. We know what we're going to write. I'm like, yo, all right, I'm on board. Bring it. You say you're on here for forty issues. I will stick with you for forty issues. Just say it After though. 40, yeah, you know, if forty issues come, you guys, the run is done. If you want to continue it with a new team, let's hope the new team that comes on next, it, you know, brings the same level of quality to the book. Because right, that's right. that's what's always that's what was always interesting. You know, one team leaves, next team comes on, continues on, brings their own idea, but you still keep the numbering. It could always be hit or miss. That's what. That's always Batman. Hush went on for 12 issues. Once that was done, a new team came in with a completely different storyline. Because that's, right. you know, everyone has their own ideas of what Batman are. Unless you want to sign on to be the, the main writer for like five, six fucking years. Agreed. But that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's just me. I'll speak well, for everybody. Um, before, before we sign off, 
Uh, do you have any, cause you're back at Midtown comics. Do you have I any bet. other recommendations for people and for me that I should pick up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Don Cates, Ryan Stegman have a new series, um, over at image. It's called vanish. Uh, first two issues just dropped. Um, if you're a fan of their venom run with that, they did together. Um, I would highly recommend this book. Um, it has to deal with magic. I'm not going to say exactly. Yeah, I'm not going to give a lot. I just want to give you like a little taste. It, it deals with magic. And that's all I'm going to say, honestly. It has to do with like magic illusions. And I'll, leave your, I'll let your ideas wander with the ideas of like Stegman doing art and Kate's writing. So Vanish from Image. Definitely pick that up. Um, trying to think what else I have bought. Besides Batman, Batman White Knight, um, Human Target, uh, Sergeant Rock versus the the Army of the Dead is a nice, fun little DC horror title that's out right now. Um, Sergeant Rock is like a classic night, you know, World War II, you know, uh, character that DC's had for a while. But this is really cool because it's Bruce Campbell, Star of Evil Dead, who's writing this story of uh, sergeant rock going up against a bunch of you know undead zombies in the middle of world war ii so that's fun it's written by him with art by eduardo risu so if you're a fan of his art from flashpoint beyond or 100 bullets then you'll probably get a kick out of him drawing some undead zombies in world war ii wait he's doing the interiors yeah he is the covers are from gary frank which make them look beautiful but the interiors are Eduardo Risu, and it's just as beautiful. Now nah, I have to pick it up. Now nah, I have to pick it up. Yeah, it's it's a nice you got fun, me there. you know, DC horror title. So that I'm absolutely picking up every month when it comes out. So, um, obviously now the Miracle Man's going to be big in Marvel. Um, I would recommend the Golden Age just so you could get familiar with the Neil Gaiman stuff. If you have bread to drop for that omnibus, it's a hundred bucks. You get the full. Uh, storyline from Alan Moore, plus everything that uh, came after Moore, leading up to Neil Gaiman, so you could get the full scope of what how uh, you know how important this character is, at least how they how important they, they viewed him as, and possibly what he can bring to the Marvel universe because it's guaranteed they're going to integrate him at some point in the next few years, going up against or joining Avengers or you know coming across paths. It's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And, um, you know, just, you know, it's, it's Halloween time. If you, you know, you could always could always read American Vampire from uh, Scott Snyder. That's a fun one. It deals with America's first uh, vampire, <laughs> hence the title. Uh, each, each volume takes place in a different era, starting in the Old West to World War II, with the final volume being in the 1970s. It's a fun read. Um, uh, written by Scott Snyder, Sean Murphy's done art on it. Uh, Raphael Albuquerque is the main artist. It's phenomenal stuff. Also from Scott Snyder, there's The Wake, drawn by Sean Murphy. Uh, it's a <laughs> if anyone's a fan of The Abyss from James Cameron or any of those late '80s like Alien ripoff uh, uh, underwater movies. I would recommend The Wake. It is fucking cool. Uh, it's basically two stories. One's in the present. The other one's in the far future. And um, 
deals with some pretty violent mermaids. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. As much as I'll say. Um, so the wake is an, a fun series. If you're, if you guys really enjoy Sean Murphy doing Batman White Knight, uh, get a taste of this because it's it's it it's excellent. And uh, yeah, just you know, just go out there and pick up a book, anything from Image or anything that strikes your fancy. If you get, if you guys go down the wall, you go down to Midtown, and you see a book that has a interesting cover. Nine out of ten times, I would say pick it up. Because if you're you're intrigued by a cover, if you get intrigued by a cover, it's probably good. Because that's the only way you're going to discover series. Right. 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 If you like the artwork, go for it. If you like like the artwork, go for it. I mean, you could always, we're always going to recommend, you know, Batman, X-Men, Spider-Man. We're always going to recommend that. Every time someone, oh, you know, I want to read something different. What do you recommend? I can throw you some recommendations, but the best, the best, you know, the best recommendation is, is your gut to go with your intuition. If you see a cover that, in, you know, intrigues you, do it. I have a few guys l- l- just last week just want to say the same thing. Oh, I, I picked, what do you, what'd you hear about this? I picked this up because the cover looks really interesting. I don't know much about it. And I flipped through it and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Read that. That sounds awesome. I might want to read that. <laughs> I did the same thing for this Japanese samurai girl. I forgot the the name of it, but I got it from Image. It just, it just oh yeah, they came out last week. Yeah, yeah, they came out last week. We yeah, it's on the it's on the wall. I can't forget the I forget the title. I forgot. The title but yeah, too. I I saw that you posted that that you you want to check that out, and yeah, that's exactly it. Yep. Saw that a preview of it, and like, yo, I want to check that out. Let me see if I can get some of our listeners wanting to read this book. By all means, yes. It's good stuff too. That's how it's done. I forgot the name. I just forgot the name. Yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna go into the store. I'm gonna like that's the book Mel said. Yeah, that's the one. Definitely around here somewhere. But anyway, that's our time, guys. Vic, it was great having you back on a comic class. It was great to do a comic class. Yeah. Freaking finally. But um, yeah, for everybody, uh, it, it, it's been a while. Yeah, I, I was really. I'm glad I was able to do this comic class. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. <laughs> let, 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 let's uh, let, let's definitely do it again for sure. Or, or uh, a regular oh, on hero. Or a regular, yeah, yeah. Or a regular on hero. There's tons of news coming out almost every day. Uh, yeah. The end of the year is coming up. Nice to do. Be cool to do a little roundup. Uh, everything we've loved this year. Righteous Thirst for Vengeance being number one. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, please. (laughs) Follow us, like us, let us know what you you want us to talk about. Please. Subscribe, bitch. All right, we're out.